Spring of Life Fellowship and the vision of changing the world invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Let's listen to our guest. For your mercy and grace, we give you all the glory. It is you that have um, poured out your life and your presence in us, Lord. Even from a young age, when I was single, when I got married, uh, when you gave us the fruitfulness and the blessing of being fathers, we pray, O oh God, that you continue to make us patriarchs to the nations, that we would tell the nations that great is our God, great is our Father who is in heaven, from whom flows all blessings. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Let us be an expression of your character to our families so that our sons may say, I will serve the God of my fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And be glorified today in Jesus' name. Prosper your word in the hearts of your people, I pray. Amen and amen. I want to say something. Everything, um, you know, John Maxwell is very... Uh, articulate and he's prolific and he's a, he's a leader and he says everything rises and falls on leadership I want to say everything rises and falls on your relationship with the father period that if you're not connected to the father that is your problem if you don't know the heart of the father that is your issue if you have been disconnected if you have had issues if you've been offended by the word father many people are offended by the word father and I want to suggest that you not be offended that that offense is going to be your stumbling stone the rest of your life. Malachi chapter 4 verse 6 says, If the heart of the children is not torn towards the fathers, and the heart of the fathers is not torn towards the children, that great chaos, chapter 4 verse 6, Malachi 4 6 there, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to children. There is no greater prosperity. I want to say many men are looking for a career, an industry, a profession. And I want to say that I'm uh, very, um, after many years of, of hard work at school, uh, I was able to become a, a get a diploma, a, a doctor's degree in jurisprudence, which is the legal field. And I can tell you that I know many lawyers that are totally distraught and not prosperous, and not fruitful, and not advancing. Uh, even yesterday, as I went to go get a haircut, I was sitting next to a gentleman. He says, my brother's a lawyer, and he was doing well a time ago, but now he got divorced and is not doing so well. I want to suggest to you that being a lawyer, a scientist, an engineer, a business owner does not make you prosperous. What makes you prosperous is your capacity to grow up and turn your heart to a child, to your son primarily. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18, God promises this. I'm not saying it because I want you to, um, to it's this Father's Day and I want you to have a nice Father's Day message. But God says, I will, um, I will raise up. I'm sorry, it's Genesis 18, 18. That's the prophet message. I will raise him a prophet. Here it is. Surely since Abraham will become a great and mighty nation, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. The tie to Abraham being a great and mighty. Those two words are intense, great and mighty nation. And you ask yourself why. Why did I find this verse? Because three years into my family as I was worried about the provision I would bring home, the money, the income, 
I was like, Lord, how do I know I'm going to have enough to raise my family and to provide for my needs? And God says, listen, here's the game plan. I'm going to make you great and mighty, verse 19, because you will set it in your heart to command your children and your household to follow God's commandments. If you concentrate on being the father who delivers the goods to your children, God will make sure. He says, for I have known Abraham. He will be great and mighty in order that he might command his children and his household after him. Not that they know how to do math and science and history and politics. We were sitting at a Chinese store one day and it was, I was to the back at my back, there was a table here, and my wife was in front of me. And in the back, I heard a man says, you dumb idiot. Don't you know that the socioeconomic, political governments and systems of China? And I was like, who is he talking? When I turned around, the kid was six years old. His father was reprimanding him about the fact he didn't know the socioeconomic development and industry in China and the political systems. And I was like, that does not make for prosperity and provision. But when you decide to make your, your plight in life, my existence upon earth is that I might raise up sons for God. I need to be an excellent father and command my children in the ways of the Lord. That is more important than staying late at night at your business. That is more important than you networking amongst your colleagues. I want to give you that as a challenge. If you're going to be a world-changing father, it's because you will get into this word and you will pass it down to your children. The Bible says that your children in Psalm 112 verse 1 says, Blessed is this man who walks in the fear of the Lord. Psalm 112 verse 1. He says, um, who diligently, who delights greatly in God's commandments. That's the focus again. What is the, the consequence of this man? Verse 3. His descendants will be mighty upon the earth. Verse 2, I'm sorry, let's go there. His descendants, his children will be mighty upon the earth. Not because he's tapped into science and understanding Book smart understanding. Um, it says the generation of the upright will have the blessings of the Lord. That's what causes you to increase, to prosper. And many of us are, are, are focused on the wrong thing. We let the devil distract us. If we're going to be powerful fathers, it's because our children will see us. And it says in Psalm 127 verse 5, Blessed is the man whose children um, fill his quiver. They will not be ashamed when they speak. Our children observe our lives and they will imitate and example them. And, and I'm super blessed to see God's formula in the life of my children. This is not my upbringing. This is God's upbringing. This is not my, my vast expertise in parenting. No. It's trying to walk in the standard of God for our children. And the best, my favorite part is this. They shall speak with the adversaries at the gate. When you send them out to the university like Nick is now, when you send them out to work like Eric Natera is now, when you send them out to the industry in the field, they will be most excellent of character. They will be entrusted. And so the father's heart is to make provision for his sons. John 14 verse 2. In my father's house... There are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go prepare a place for you. A father is the one that prepares those things that are coming down the pike. 
Those things that, that are things that your children will confront. How many believe that my sons are going to make excellent fathers? Absolutely. With no mistake in regard. They have been trained up in God's standard. And, and I want to challenge all the men here to get connected to Father God in the heavens. To begin to sp spend time with him and inquire. And he says, I have place for you. I prepare a place. I have provision for you. And so what we need to do is be like Paul in Ephesians 3.14. He says, knowing all these things, there's only one response. Ephesians 3.14, for this reason, I'm going to bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is download time. This is, I'm going to bow down to his priority. I'm going to bow down to his example. I'm going to live like he wants me to live, and I'm going to imitate him. I'm going to make provision for my sons. I'm going to be a man who fears God. I'm going to be a man who walks according to the commands of God. And I love this next verse we're going to talk about in Matthew 3.17. If there's anything God first and priority wants anybody to know about his children is that they're his children. And that was the day that a voice came from heaven saying, this is the son whom I love more than anything else in the world. I am well pleased. My son brings joy to my heart. He brings pleasure to who I am as his father. And so in this understanding, when God announced this on the day Jesus was born, I want you to understand as a father, your first and primary role is to tell your son, I am well pleased and I acknowledge and affirm that you are my son. You're my son, you're, you're connected to me, and nothing can disconnect me from you. And in that regards, um, there are a lot of disconnected sons. Uh, sons that, that hear from their fathers, I wish you were never born. You might not even be my son. You might be the son of someone else. This, this message of discrediting, this message of non-affirming destroys man like you would not believe. And there is not one that God has not embraced as a son and says these words. As soon as I heard these words from my Father in heaven, I, that settled all matters upon my need. Uh, Wellington Boone says the same thing. He never had a father. His father never acknowledged him, never affirmed him, never communicated with him, abandoned him, disconnected, but he got his affirmation from God the Father. And you say, you know something? I know I'm his son. I know he loves me. And I know that I live to please him forevermore. In that connection, we can start looking at God giving us uh, issues of value. When he says in Matthew 6, 26, look at the rest of creation, how I take care of them. Look at the rest of my, the birds of the airs. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't have to work hard, they don't gather, yet your father provides for them. When you start saying, my father, I remember I was in law school, all my friends were worried, where do I get a job, where do I, what firm do I work for? And, and they're like, Joaquin, are you, your resume, I said, what's a resume? Um, Dad takes care of his sons. My father provides. My father doesn't miss a beat. My father has absolute abundance. I'm connected to my father. I don't need to interview. I don't need to go out there and, and, and think that I'm the last. I'm the first. Uh, when I was coaching my sons there at the Little League with basketball, at the end of the season, you had an opportunity to pick three people to go to the all-star team. And I was like looking over 14 members. And I was looking over there and said, man, why do I only see three all-stars? My sons. 
Because a father sees his son, and he says, he's my champion. And so a lot of parents would come up to him and say, hey, excuse me, sir, uh, why did you pick them as all-stars? I said, I don't know. Who do you want to pick? And they wanted to pick their son. I said, well, if you want to pick your son, you've got a coach next year, so you get to pick him. But this year, I see three all-stars on my team, and it's Brandon, Joshua, and Nick. They're my all-stars. And that's the same thing that God does from the heavens. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my son whom all of heaven will protect. This is my son in whom all of heaven will provide. This is my son who carries my name and honors me, and he who honors me, I will honor him. And that's the heart of a father. That's the heart of a father. He says, don't you know that you are... Are you not more valued? This is Jesus speaking. When you're a son of God, listen to me. There is not a single person on the earth that has more value than a son of God. A son of God has a father in heaven who knows his needs and provides exponentially and vastly and lavishly. Those that are not connected with this understanding are beggars. And they have to go and they have to seek Hey, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if I'm coming. I don't know where I belong. And they're wandering the earth. Those are the sons of Satan because he gives them no value. He strips them of all their glory. The Bible says that he is not only our provider and gives us a huge value. He's our example. And you, you saw my sons up here saying, Joshua was one of the primary ones. He says, I don't know if I could ever follow in route with the example he's given us. His life is a high standard. And, and look at what the God says. I'm not there yet, but God says this. He says in Matthew 5, 48, this is what God the Father says to his children. He says, you're to be perfect just as I am perfect. Amen. You're to hold my standard because you're my son. Just as your Father in heaven is perfect, you're, listen to me. I'm sick and tired. This is me. This is not God. I'm sick and tired of sons of God, Christians, that want to live the low standard. Oh, how much do I, how much do I have to get to pass? A C plus. I want, I want to do just the, the level, so I'm sitting on the mediocre. I'm mediocre. I, I believe half of the things. No. God says, I'm perfect. I don't expect anything less from you. That question is, why? Why would God ask for perfection? Say, because he is our father, and we are his sons. That's, that's the reason. He has a high standard. Let me tell you something. I've been walking with the Lord for 30 years, and you might think that I hold a high standard. Listen, nothing to do with that. My father in heaven is perfect, and he wants us to be perfect, flawless, without dropping the ball. And so we pursue that perfection as sons that want to please. And then he says, you will do greater things than I have done. But listen, we'll get there now. His example to us, your example to your sons. How many had fathers that, listen, I don't want you ever to smoke. <laughs> right? I don't want you ever to speed. You curse like a sailor. I don't ever want you to say a bad word. No, a father holds the standard of example. That's what a world-changing father does. He teaches you that you're valuable and gives you an example of perfection. Um, this is one of the incredible things about my father in heaven, 1 John 3, 1. He says that his measure of love goes beyond what I can fathom. God loves people that I pretty much don't like anymore. Isn't that incredible? 
Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called his children. That's why the world doesn't understand us because they don't understand him. That God would call you his son, that God would call me his son, that behold what manner of love. The love of the Father is amazing. He loves the unlovable. He loves people we don't like anymore. But he continues to lavish his love upon them. A father needs to be the channel of love. Listen to me. The opposite of love is selfishness. If you're sending the selfish message, I, this is not for you. This is for me. This is for myself. This is for I. That is not the message. The message is a father will go to, to any length to be able to lavishly bestow love upon his children. Be the channel of that love. Forget about it. Some people say, well, well, my mother, uh, she didn't like me too much. My father hated me, and, and that's why I hate the world. Listen, don't do that. You be the channel and instrument of love to your, to your own. Let them experience the embrace of the Father. Isaiah 43, 1, this is one thing that God will always do. He will say, you belong to me. He will give you a sense of belonging. But now says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, never fear, I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. You could run, you could hide, you could dance, you could prance, but you belong to God. And he wants you to make sure that you send that message to your children. Regardless of what happens, you're mine. James 1.17 I want to make sure that in the life of my children, they have received everything from dad. You know, they have acknowledged dad as their source and provision for their lives. I don't want somebody else to come and bless my children. That's fine too, but I want to be the primary source of their blessing. Who needs to provide for me so I could provide for my own? God. God is not going to make you an empty well. He's going to make a spring shout out so that your kids come and th they're thirsty and quench their thirst. If they're hungry, there's, they don't have to go to the neighbor's house. They come to my house and their friends come to my house. And there's provision in the house of the father. There's provision. They, everything that they need, they could come and ask dad. And dad will ask his father in heaven and he will pour down. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Ask God that you would be the source of provision for your home. Make sure the heavens are wide open towards you so that you can give to your family. They won't have to go somewhere else to find provision. There was a man here in this town. He was an attorney for 20 years. His daughter graduated from law school. He was an attorney for 20 years. His daughter graduates from law school and has to go and get a job from me. I was only out for five years. Why wasn't dad blessed and prospered so he could give his daughter a job because he's not connected to the father and and I was a younger lawyer I had just started out I was five years into my practice I said come and work for me so that man says who is this man who's giving you a job I don't know but he says he loves Jesus I don't know but he says that Jesus prospers him so the father was like hmm a daughter you've been working there now for a year is that guy serious? She says, Dad, that guy's super serious. I lost my first marriage because I couldn't get pregnant. 
the man prayed for me and I'm having a baby. The blessings of God that flow and are not only economical, but they're the power of God's blessing upon our lives. The vast provisions of God that are, that are huge. I want to end with saying like this, that we need to be able to uh, be the expressions of father to our families. And then tell our children, like I just told Joshua in John chapter 14, verse 12. If you believe in me, and if you follow the works after that I will do, John 14, 12, greater works than he, greater work than these he will do. That your sons would do far more powerful than you. That you not compete with your sons because they are your legacy. They are your inheritance. It's really powerful. I see in the modern landscape that uh, Pablo Picasso was a painter in Spain. And his father was a painter too. And he had abandoned the home. He had abandoned the wife and the son. And now he was always angry at the fact that his son painted better than him. Pablo Picasso's father couldn't stand his son. Because his son was prominent and great and known all over the world. I was just told this week that Julio Iglesias, when he heard his son Enrique Iglesias had sold his first 100,000, he goes, that was just a... That was just a, what's it called, a, a, a fluke. That was just a mistake. You'll see, you'll never sell anything else. And then he sold half a million. And he says, well, that's weird, and you'll never sell anything else. And then he sold a million records. And when he went to tell his father, his father did not want to speak to him anymore. That's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God desires that his sons do greater things. Yes. Yes. Uh, go greater places. Let it be that you're a, a stepping stone for your son and not a stumbling stone. Make sure your sons and daughters go to greater places, hang out with greater people, have greater understanding of life. When we were ordained as pastors 16 years ago, we were trying to find out, huh, anybody want to ordain us? And nobody dared come near us. They didn't, they didn't want to come and lay hands and acknowledge the grace of God in our lives. The men of God that surrounded us ran. They said, we're not going to be a part of what you're doing in ministry. So 16 years later, our 15th anniversary, we had faithful sons. And I wish I would have had like Billy Graham on my ordination certificate. And we called our faithful sons. We said, we're ordaining you. And we want R.T. Kendall to acknowledge your character and your faithfulness. And on their certificates, on their diplomas, they have R.T. Kendall, Dr. R.T. Kendall, as the one that affirmed who they are in their ministry call. And I thank God for his being able to help us do that. And so that is the heart of the father. The heart of the father is always affirming and highlighting what his sons are going to do. The greatest pleasure of a father is to introduce his son to the world. And that's what God the father did to us when he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Let's stand tonight, today. It's been a great Father's Day in the house of God. How many say amen? amen. And we thank the Lord for his faithfulness over this house. We are a son of the most high God. We walk in his spirit. That's why we have a heart for orphans. We have many spiritual sons all over the world. I got an email about six months ago from Clinton Etheridge. He's in South Africa. He says, Joaquin, every time I hear your ministry voice, I embrace it as the heart of a father. You've been able to teach, instruct, and lead us in an example. You've given us value. You've affirmed us. You've given us provision. You've blessed us. 
So in that manner, you rise up and be a father of nations. Our favorite verse in this house is Genesis 45, verse 8, that says, everything that happened in my life, all the bad things. How many had bad things happen to them? Awesome. All those bad things serve for one purpose, so you could be an excellent dad, that the Spirit of God is upon you. And then you could say like this, it was not you who put me through this, but it was God. Yes. A lot of us think it was Satan. Oh, everything I went through was the devil. No, it was the hand of God. What for? He has made me a father to Pharaoh. You know what that means? The king of darkness, the guy who reigned over Egypt, we get to tell them and show them the example of the father's heart. We get to show them what it is to be an administrator, a steward over the house, a ruler over the house, and a prince in the land of Egypt. That's what God is doing for us. And we're sorry that we ran over today, but we're celebrating the Father. And when the party's good, we stay for a long time. Amen? Father, we thank you this morning. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We are embraced by the love of the Father who has made us sons. And if sons, then we are heirs and co-heirs with Christ of all the heavenly blessings now shower oh God your blessings upon your children and prosper them in the land and fill them with your spirit through which they cry Abba Father and we give you thanks oh God that our standard is of excellence a standard of holiness and perfection because you oh God are worthy of all praise glory and honor we bless you in the house of God and the sons and daughters of God say amen, amen and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. Hallelujah.